Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, a.k.a. ADHD and D, an experimental and real-play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. We are calling it experimental because we will be using homebrewed subclasses and roles wherever we feel like it, and we'll be trying out different stuff as we see fit. We will decide whether or not it's useful, works, or maybe it just is crap and we'll have to scrap the entire idea. My name's Orion, I am the DM. I'm going to introduce you to my players now. First off is Brett. He plays Theron, a elven rogue. But, uh, you also could just leave. Who cares about tradition? Ugh. Next up, we have Jackie. They play Haskell, a tiefling rogue. Okay, actually, here's what I'll do. I'll slowly, like, wrap my arms around him and creepily say, what you got there? Next up, we have Carson, who plays a paladin named Gideon. And I trust two out of three of them to... Uh, carry themselves with some amount of dignity when we're out in public, and that's about where we stand. <laughs> Next up, we have Blake, who plays a warlock hexblade. You know, what What other kind of herbs do you think she has there? I think she's got, like, the fun ones. Ever, you, ever tried, you ever tried the herb, Gideon? Now that you've met all of my players, we can get on to the podcast. We start at 8, so that way we actually get going by 8.30. See, now we're, now we're all set. Now we're going to have to start at 9. Thanks, Brett. Oh, well, I'll never be able to go at, nine, at 8. Brett had to take a quick shower 30 minutes ago. He says it was only two minutes long and his wife had him doing stuff, but we know how it really is. What? Brett, you just need to say we're starting at 7.30. That way you can get here on time. Well, I mean, I put my kids to sleep at 8 is the problem with that. That's what I was going to say. I get my kids in bed by 7.30 on Sunday nights. Usually, but I can't always promise that they'll be in bed by that time. All right. So I've got my Arizona gummies. Uh, you know what? Actually, I have some too. They're not gummies, though. They're fruit snacks. Okay, but Call fruit like snacks are, are gummies. No, they're different. Gummies What's have the difference a different between... texture. What's the difference between gummies and, and gummies fruit are snacks? bouncier? Fruit snacks are smush, smushy. Okay, so fruit snacks are schmooky, mushy, schmushy. Yes. These are these are fruit snacks. All right. So we left off. Welcome to ADHD. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so last session we left off with um, the three dimwits camping outside of a small town. They were you had set up your camp and were waiting till nightfall to possibly catch this dragon in the act. Pascal was not with you. They had stayed behind because they weren't feeling well. How funny it would be if Jackie had just decided Haskell didn't want to travel with you guys anymore and they had created a whole new character <laughs> for the campaign. <laughs> if anyone would do that, I feel like it'd be Theron. Yeah. Leave the group. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually what I was sitting here thinking was if Haskell left the group, I do not think Theron would stay. Oh. Oh, so cute. All right. So, Haskell, you traveled a couple days south by yourself. Um, you avoided any wolves and everything else, and you have come upon this town after nightfall. Uh, you see a small campfire right outside of town with what looks to be three figures kind of sitting around. 
I don't know. Maybe they're chatting. Maybe they're just sitting there staring at each other blankly. You hear one of them keep saying he's bored. You know. Oh, I'm so bored. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's got to be Gideon. Gideon's probably really bored. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Sounds like Gideon. So what do you want to do? Gideon is very used um, to long nights staring at a campfire. He's not bored. <laughs> Dwight's He's actually probably bored. Yeah. Dwight and Theron are both really bored. Oh, yeah. Theron hates it here. Dwight's going to pull out his pack of cards and uh, well, <clears throat> well, Theron, well, you fancy a, fancy a game and a wager? Sure. So you guys are playing cards. Haskell, what do you do when you walk up to the, when you find the camp? Um, I want to sneak behind Theron and whisper in his ear, you have a beautiful head. <laughs> Theron, how do you respond to this? Uh, Theron would just uh, reach back and uh, tap Pascal on the cheek and say, Yes, I know. It's not the first time I've heard that. That's weird. Hustle <laughs> plop down next to them. Are you and Dwight betting? says, well, uh, well, what about my head? What do you think about it? Mm, I've seen better. <sighs> That's what they all say. So, the four now of Dwight's you... Thinking, now Dwight's thinking, uh, hmm, well, damn, I'm gonna have to tweak the tweak my shift here and get my <laughs> try to get my head, head a little more symmetrical. Yeah, <laughs> Head a little more symmetrical. <laughs> All right, Haskell, good, um, good to see you. I want to debrief Haas on everything that's been that, that we've learned. What little we've learned, anyway. Yeah, which it, there is fire uh, that has there's something has been burning the town at night. An herbalist has been making a flame resistant primer for people to put on their homes, which is being distributed by basically the town general store owner. Dwight holds, um, it, holds it up. Is like, yeah, I got some right here too. It has been it has been tested already, uh, and it did in fact to repel flames or the catching of on fire. The herbalist is good at her job. So what 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 time of um, day is it? Has night, night has already fallen? Yes, night has fallen. It's dark out. Um, why don't you all make perception rolls for me? As I sort my Pokemon cards. Ready for that one again. 18. 13. 4. Oh, Gideon. <laughs> All right. Um, so the two best people notice something. The two best people mm-hmm. notice something. You notice something moving in the shadows on the far side of town. It looks like it's heading toward town right now. That is what you notice. On the ground? Just Haskell. Haskell, okay, yeah, I guess. Well, eh, 13. Haskell, you notice somebody is walking on the ground toward the town. It looks like they're lugging something slightly large, and they pause outside of town. Uh, mm-hmm. Theron, you notice a shadow moving, but you don't really see what it is or what it's doing. Oh, Haskell, I'm brilliant. I see something moving over there. Yeah, it looks like... Um... I can't quite tell, but it looks like someone. They're, they're carrying something uh-huh. big, though. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Theron squints at it. Gideon perks up and, and <laughs> rises to his feet. Should we uh go scare him? What are you guys looking at? Pascal points. Mm, the fuck is that? Do you two want to go get a, a closer look? Me and Dwight can set up further in town. For sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's be nosy. So Gideon and Dwight are going to flank. Um, You said they're, well, they're on they the outskirts safe. of 
outskirts of town. Um, mm-hmm. it, what, do you have a map of this town? I mean, it's it's small. I know. Um, I I don't have a map. I'm trying to stay away from like small area maps too much because I don't want to have to make small area maps for. Yeah, I can um, like you know I can find them on Google or whatever. But then I, I'd rather it be kind of like an open area, like. The town is set up pretty loosely. It's not very... You could basically see the whole town in one quick look. There's a few houses outside of town that are like set up, you know, 100 yards this way, 100 yards that way, but it's not like anything too crowded. So is the general store kind of right in the middle of town? Yeah, the general store is right in the middle of town. There's a few other little small shops around it and then like a couple houses here and there. We're, we're going to set up by the general store if... Um... You guys notice anything, you know, that that's where we'll be if you need to come find us. So Theron and I are going to run and sneak up on this person and see what they're doing. Yep. Make for me stealth rolls, the two of you. I wonder if his freaky kids will be out, like, looking out the windows or something. Those kids were yeah, weird. 22. 29. Woo, Haskell. Woo, Haskell. 29. Booyah. That is a 19. Plus 10. They are a shadow in the night. Batman. (laughs) Batman. I'll take that. (laughs) I am Batman. (laughs) Sorry. So Gideon and Dwight move into town. Do we do we see anything or anyone on our way to the general Um, store? You see Adi locking up. His kids aren't there and he's kind of (laughs) he He's locking up and he's he's starting to head toward his house, which is like two buildings over. Don't make eye contact, Gideon. Just don't just don't make eye contact with him. Just just please just keep walking. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I just want to set up on the kind of the opposite side um, of you know whatever whatever wall that is of the general store from where the the person seemed to be coming into town from. Okay. Adi sees the two of you walking to the other side and. Fuck. I, I just put a finger, you know, to my lips as in like, shh. Dwight oh, yeah. All right. Over there. Oh, oh, yeah. Dwight. Sorry. 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 Yeah. I make a gesture with my hand, like waving him away, like, go on. Oh, all right. I'll head home. Yep. It's okay. Jesus. <laughs> I put, I put my forehead in the palm of my hand as he goes. <laughs> what is wrong with that guy? He like casually strolls down the street toward his house, whistling a tune. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he does. <laughs> we'll see how close I was to his voice after I listened to this audio. Uh, so yeah, you guys set up, and then Theron and Haskell sneakily move to the far side of town. You spot a human male messing with, kind of looks like a small. Oh, what's the word? Like a, a, a what is it? A Fisher Price wagon? Like enough, big enough to fit like two kids into it, but not mm-hmm. big enough to really haul much of anything. But it's like a boxy shape, and he's he's like pulling at ropes and messing with it a little bit. He has not noticed you as you walk up to him. Can we see what's in the wagon? It's literally just a boxy shape. It's it's not like just a wagon. It's like it's. Looks like just a bunch of random shapes that have all been squished into this small wagon size thing. But as you watch, he like pulls a few things out and all of a sudden it like lengthens by a, a few feet. And then he pulls like another string and it starts like 
it starts getting a little bit bigger, like puffing up, like it's almost a is uh my stealth roll stealthy enough to pretty much just stand behind this person and see what Your they're stealth doing. Stealth roll is stealthy enough that you could probably stand on his head and he wouldn't notice you. <laughs> All right, I want to go up behind him and see okay. what he's doing. Baron is going to stay back and watch. Do you guys have dark vision? Yes. I do. I wasn't sure if tieflings did. I thought elves did, but so you guys see this wagon. He's opening it up and it's got this. It's almost like something's folded onto it. And as you watch standing literally a foot behind him, and all of a sudden he pulls a string and two sides of it unfolds and lengthens out like four feet in either side. And it takes on the appearance of wings. He's got a big, uh, well, this was big easy paper dragon. <laughs> Um, Haskell's gonna, uh, silently wave over Theron. Alright, I'll, Theron will move over. I'm gonna keep watching silently for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> he just keeps going through these motions of, like, pulling strings, untying this. He pushes a lever, and all of a sudden, the, the wheels, like, the, the thing on the wagon, like, all of a sudden starts floating in the air, like, a foot up. And he's got it, and it looks like a... It's not a large dragon-looking thing, but it does definitely have the appearance of a dragon. It's got four limbs that are kind of hanging limply. It I looks like it's stand. almost a balloon that he's inflated up and just has like parts hanging from it. But yeah, and it's it's supporting itself now, like it's floating freely. Can uh, I stand close enough to this guy to where if he steps like back at all, he'll bump into me? I already figured you were. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, never mind then. I'm not going to do what I was going to do. Haskell standing too close to him. So <laughs> I'll just keep watching. You're going to kill him? <laughs> uh, I, I was going to hit him in the back of the head with the butt of my sword. But uh, I don't want to reach around Haskell to do that. So Theron, just watch. You don't want to give him a reach around? No. <laughs> Good old fashioned reach around. Okay. Oh, actually, here's what I'll do. I'll slowly like wrap my arms around him and creepily say what you got there <laughs> oh shit he flings himself to the side and like falls in the dirt and rolls over staring at you wide-eyed and just goes holy shit holy shit uh, 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 what are you uh, i'm not doing anything how far away are we in the at, at the general store I mean, you're probably like 60 feet away or so. I'm not picturing this being a very large area. <laughs> Could I roll? Uh, I, I don't have dark vision. Well, you and Blake can roll perception just to see if you heard him swear. Well, I was going to say, while this is happening, can I slip off and get them? Because I know Haskell's got it handled. So seven for Dwight. 12 for Gideon. Gideon a 12. Um, yeah, Theron, you can definitely like slip off. Uh, Theron or Gideon, you hear a kind of a shout, but you don't really hear anything else on top of that. That's it. I just want to get where I can see Gideon and Dwight and wave at them, you know, silently, and then motion for him to follow me and run back to Haskell. Yeah, I think with a shout, Gideon comes moving slowly around around the corner of the general store towards the where he. Same with Dwight. Dwight's moving behind Gideon. Yeah, Dwight sees Gideon start moving off and follows him, and then you guys see Theron like waving at you and like 
the dim street lights that the lights from other houses that have their lights still on inside their candles lit or whatever type of light fixture you want to say they have world building uh <laughs> whatever we want to say they have huh no uh <laughs> um okay so while he's on the ground i'll draw my rapier and just kind of like place it under his chin what what don't hurt me please i'm not i'm not doing anything clearly you're doing something well i mean i i don't know how to respond to that tilt his head up a little bit with a sword i think you do I'm just, I'm just having some fun. By burning the town. I haven't lit anything really on fire. Just been playing pranks. What, what a statement. I haven't really lit anything on fire. Just a house or two. <laughs> the stables. <laughs> with all the straw. I haven't, I haven't hurt anybody. Have you really not hurt anyone, though? I mean, I think I hit Audie once, but it's just Audie. You're Audie. You like a kid or something? Or? Yeah, I was gonna say at this point, I think the other three have come up and he's yeah, seen that's all why three I of you. Kind of waited. <laughs> I really can't fault him there about the hitting Audie thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we should hold that one against him. Well, honestly, even if the man's not pleasant, <laughs> I also I don't I don't think we need to drag him like this. Does somebody want to examine whatever he's got in that wagon? Uh, uh, Gideon pulls out his his warhammer. Um. Jeez. And and just balances it on his on his shoulder, um, and and gives the the man on the ground a um like a menacing but rueful smirk. Um, so you're just out here playing pranks by setting people's homes on fire. You've not hurt anyone, but you've I don't know cost them who knows how much money and repairs and potentially um, harmed their livelihood. That sounds like well harm to me. I mean, I was. I was just trying to scare some people off and just have some fun. I mean, that's really boring here. I'm tired of fishing all day. Oh, getting stuck on a boat all day. Fishing day and day. Oh. I want to roll insight to see if he's telling me the truth. Oh my, okay, I would probably ahead. want to set the town on fire too. <laughs> oh, it's a six. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll insight as well. Uh, I'm not going to roll inside because I want to search the wagon while they're talking okay. about this. Like Gideon uh, said to inspect the wagon. Ten. Maybe that's a little so better. I do not that. really, though. <laughs> Aaron, roll investigation. Uh, Plus, of course, I believe him. I don't have to roll to see if I believe him or not. That sounds yeah, you're very like, plausible. This is very plausible <laughs> to you. I never quite know what to do with bad insight rolls. Haskell is going to um, rest their rapier on their shoulder and move closer God. to rest a foot on his chest just so that he doesn't move while oh, Theron's doing his Seven for thing. Theron's investigation. I got a seven. Yeah, uh, so, uh, you, <laughs> there's that. Theron, you are looking at the wagon and checking it out, and it looks like a normal wagon to you. You really don't see any point in checking out this wagon. You don't even look at the thing floating above it. Uh, <laughs> even though I already saw it. <laughs> even though you already saw it. Some, you checking out the wagon, and that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, Gideon and Haskell, it's just a wagon you don't see any reason not to trust this guy and what he's saying. So you're just uh, pulling some not-so-harmless pranks on the townspeople. Why don't you uh, pull this wagon a little bit away from town and show us how it works? Oh, yeah, I can, I can do that. That's fine. 
Pascal oh. moves to their foot. Oh, and uh, friend. My, my friend here won't have any qualms slitting your throat if you make any bad moves. You understand me? Pascal uh, yeah. smiles, uh, sh- showing their fangs. Yeah. I, uh, he kind of just he doesn't make eye contact and he start he he stands up and moves over to the wagon brushes there in the side um and he pulls a little device out of the wagon and then you see him touch it for a few seconds and it kind of lights up and he hits a lever and the 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 beast that is floating above starts to glow just slightly just enough to really like show off its colors and make it a little shiny but not really bring it out, and then it starts, and then it moves up into the air a little bit more. Are you staying with him, Pascal? Yes. So he's like eyeing you as he like moves another lever, and like the beast starts moving kind of slowly away from you guys, and then he he it's got is it, this, is, is it tethered to the wagon at all? It is not tethered. Um, it's kind of floating and you see him like moving it around and it starts kind of flying, but he can only move it like left and right or back and forth. He can raise it up a little bit and lower it a little bit. It definitely doesn't seem like it would be moving like a regular dragon at all. Do a couple gummies. Um, and then- <laughs> <laughs> this is probably far enough out of town. Oh, I'm so tired of walking. He says, well, Hey, you, you should check this out. And he, hits the button and the the creature also shoots a flame out from its mouth and it like hits some dried grass off into the distance and burns for a few seconds. Did you make this yourself? Yeah, I, I, I made this. I it's pretty cool, isn't it? I've really, really bored fishing. Yes, who wouldn't? I'd say your talents can probably take you elsewhere <laughs> if you really did make this yourself. Yeah, but it's it's like really hard to get out of here and I don't really feel like going to Yarway. I mean, mm, don't go Yarway's there. cool and all. He's like, uh, you know, I was just, just trying to have some fun. I've lived here my whole life. My parents lived here. We own the same boat that we've had for, you know, generations. I don't Scout feel like I can just their leave. eyes and says you couldn't have just, I don't know, had sex or something to cure your boredom? Well, there's not a lot of people around here that... Are you interested in someone like me? Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, you also could just leave. Who cares about tradition? Bleh. Well, that's that takes a lot of effort. It also I takes mean, a lot of effort to fool people into thinking you're attacking their town with a dragon. Mm-hmm. Not really. This is just kind of fun. I don't want to <laughs> have to pack up all my stuff and have to move it to a new place. I don't have much money, so I couldn't buy a house. Let's well, just... I don't know. Do you understand the trouble you're getting yourself into? We are here chasing a bounty from Yaraway, a word of a dragon attacking this town. Well, I mean, I didn't realize someone had sent for a bounty. I mean, that just seems like overkill. I haven't hurt anybody. Yes, but you've tricked the town into thinking there's a dragon attacking them. You didn't think that was going to draw people's attention. I honestly didn't think they would just let it go for this long. You know, I mean, all it took was somebody looking at the thing once to know it's not really a dragon. I mean, look at it. It's it's floating there. It can't move fast. It just kind of bobs around. A slight breeze blows it off course. Can you bring it back down here so we can take a look at it? Uh, Dwa pulls out his rapier and says, I've had enough of this semantics here from this idiot. 
Like, and then he holds it up, to, holds his rapier up to him and says, give me one good reason why we shouldn't kill you and cash in the bounty on your head right now. Well, the bounty's not on him, first of all. It's for a dragon. Well, we can take them, the dragon thing to him and be like, see, look, this is the dragon. And we got rid of the guy doing the dragon. Either way, why shouldn't I kill you? We could do that without killing him. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of looking at his stupid face and hearing his stupid excuses. I'm tired of looking at your face, but I haven't tried to stab you yet. Ah, <sighs> uh, Theron, just... <sighs> Dwight puts his rapier <laughs> up and then just... just uh, and then just walks away. <laughs> Never mind. Theron, at this point, you notice that the dragon is, like, floating down closer to you guys and is, like, headed straight toward you all. And suddenly you start seeing its, its mouth starting to glow. You have a split second. What do you do? I jump out of the way. Okay. Aaron's the only one that notices this? Yep. Your guys' passive perceptions are not that great. It is true. Bitch. (laughs) Let's see. I need everybody else other than Theron to make a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) That is a five from Gideon. Uh, He jumps out of the way and says, had to think I just took up for you. 23. Nice. 23. Got the hot hand to ask Thank you. Um, I have a. I I want to ask if I can do something. Well, we're probably about to roll initiative real quick. Dwight, you there? Okay. We're just gonna say he takes damage then. (laughs) Sounds like an auto fail. So, Haskell, you take four points of damage. Gideon and Dwight take eight points of damage. Uh, Haskell, what do you want to do? You're right up against him as all of a sudden this fire comes at you and you kind of dodge out of the way. Um, I want to, uh, can I swing my leg out to catch to, to on the ground? Yes. Why don't you roll just a, uh, just an attack roll? Dex. Yeah, I'd say plus Dex. It's a finesse kind of move. Yeah. 24. Nat oh 20. goodness! Twenty. Your rolls tonight. Holy crap! Um, yeah, you sweep him down. He goes, hits the ground, and I'm just gonna give him like a little bit of bludgeoning damage. He takes one point of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> he hits his head really hard. Uh, <laughs> Good. He deserves it. Blast it all! I figured it would come to this. Look, nobody kill him. We take him hostage. Can I grapple him since I'm close to him then? And Jackie, if we don't well, want to kill somebody, you, you're free to attack them and just state, I want to do non-lethal damage, and then you oh, won't kill yeah, them. Oh, yeah, that's true. I remember that. Um, it's actually Gideon's turn. We're going to be an initiative now, so, so it can be Gideon's turn. Well, it's my turn. Yeah, he actually did oh, a little he, higher than me. Oh, I have a 23 yeah. on my Sorry. initiative. But, um... Oh, hell yeah. I forgot I was going to re-roll it when, if Theron rolled high. Yeah. Um, well... <laughs> Well, that's okay, because Theron jumped out of the way, and is uh, he's just standing there with his arms crossed, smiling, watching this all shake out. <laughs> okay, Gideon, it's your turn. Gideon's turn. <laughs> oh my god. I wield Dawnbreaker in two hands, and I attack the wagon. Thanks for the help, Theron. Okay, uh, roll an attack. It's a 23. Damn. Nice. Okay. You don't, you don't need to roll damage. You slash through that the wagon, and it just... <laughs> breaks into two pieces like you cut cleanly through it and i'm hitting with a warhammer so i'm probably like smashing oh, it right in the you're crushing no, you cut it cleanly yeah, through you, it 
<laughs> you got cleanly through it with your warhammer. So That's how it was. I just hold it out with one hand in front of me and look at it with narrowed eyes. It's just a missing square. And what did I do? <laughs> um. Okay, is that's all you're doing in your turn? I mean, I can't. I don't really have any any bonus actions that are okay. worth anything. But um, I mean, does smashing yeah. the wagon, which I assumed was the remote control essentially for this thing, does it have has it had an effect on the dragon? No, he pulled a little. At all. No, he's holding the remote. I pulled. He, yeah, I said he pulled a little thing out. That's my bad. Already pushing the bun. That's okay. Uh, intimidation. I'm Roll I'll, I'll for intimidation. Use, <laughs> and, and I'll use my movement to make sure I'm within five feet of him. Okay, so you're now right up against him as he is on the ground prone. He you're in trouble now. In initiative. So, Haskell, your turn. Uh, right, I'm going to uh, attack him with my rapier then. Uh, non-lethal damage. Okay, roll. 15. That's enough to hit him. Uh, 12 oh, damage. You definitely oh, have advantage because he was prone. You can also use your sneak attack damage because I'm within five feet of him. Yep. Oh, I could do that. All right, hold on. Hey, <laughs> eleven. The eleven plus the rapier damage was twelve, which 12. takes him to. <laughs> he goes out cold, and the the dragon is just floating there, harmless right now. The remote in his hands falls to his side, and he is knocked out. And now we're out of combat. Oh. Good work. I knew you all could do it. Mm. Yeah, we are. I appreciate you getting ready to help the town evacuate if things broke bad there, and that was smart. Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. I'm worried about this town in more ways than one. Can I pick up the controller and mess with it? Mm Mm-hmm. Just Mm -hmm. please don't let Dwight. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you make an... Hmm? Oh, I... Nothing. Why don't you make an investigation roll? Oh, gosh. My investigation is not great. Oh, I guess it's not bad. 19. Never mind. That's very good. <laughs> Plus five to investigation. It's not bad at all. Um, yeah. yeah, Jackie's really saving the, saving the party tonight with the rolls. Yeah. Um, not that there's much to save, really. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I had such great rolls for something that was like not even that harmless. Or harmful, sorry. <laughs> I mean, this could have gone different if you guys wouldn't have found him right away. Um, True. So, let's see. With a 19, you push a few buttons and figure out a few things. It accidentally breathes fire off into the distance at one point, but you like you know which button that was. And now you can kind of float this dragon around as you see fit. Is it just a big red button that shoots fire? It seems like it would be. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm going <laughs> to slowly else is like, move it startled is like, I weigh shit. <laughs> yeah, everything else is levers, like make it move up, down, left, right. It's like one joystick that you have to move up, down, left, right. Um, but there's a big red button that just it has fire above Written it. Written on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just a little icon of fire. <laughs> yeah, God, you had to push icon. it once to figure out that that's what it did. <laughs> <laughs> I think Haskell just pushed it once for the fun of it. Oh, hell yeah, of course. But they're going to chase Theron with it at a very slow pace because it moves slowly. <laughs> Theron's not going to run. He's still standing there with his arms crossed. The dragon's head just bumps very into funny. Theron's chest. <laughs> Dwight tries to sneak up and push the button. You know the button. Um, <laughs> make a sleight of hand check. <laughs> okay. And Haskell, make perception. Jesus. I want to make sleight of hand. My sleight of hand's so good. <laughs> All right. Um, 
23. 24. Oh my Holy god. Shit. <laughs> what yeah, he he button. pushes the he Oh shit, he pushes the button. Um Theron, make a deck saving throw. Right. <laughs> 24. 24. Okay. I would have felt bad if I actually hurt. Actually you take didn't. two da- you take two damage. <laughs> Shit, Barsha! I want to punch Dwight in the you're... face. <laughs> Why use his reaction? Oh my god! I smack! I smack! Uh, you can't uh, use your reaction to dodge. Yeah, by the head. Yeah, swab the stick. It's just against AC. Uh, okay, so we're not. We're not gonna. We're not rolling all this. We're not. That's just fine. Kidding. I just let it. Let it be known. I smack Dwight upside the head. Yeah, so okay. Darren punches smack. him. <laughs> Aaron's nah. gonna try to punch him if Dwight gets smacked. Dwight laughs it off. Um, ah, you people can't. Can guy have some fun around here? Gideon, what are you doing while the three I, stooges go at it? Yes, I but can't search. you have fun without trying to kill someone? I want you to please, Aaron. You heard him, Theron. This thing hasn't hurt anybody. Yeah. I, Gideon wants to search his. Um, Thank you, Gideon. Oh yeah, loot the body. Yeah, Gideon wants to search his body. I'm looking for correspondence. If there's loot on there, it's all yours. Has to get a stand up of Gideon and wait for him to hand over the loot. <laughs> all right. Um, let me get one of my loot tables out. Oh god, this is great. I love this so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um this is what you find on him. You find a single copper coin. You find some bandages and like an ointment that look that has a label that says burn ointment and like as you search his body <laughs> like i'm not even like i didn't have you roll investigation because there's just nothing on this guy um mm-hmm. and it, yeah it's burn ointment and as you search his body you see like little burn marks all over him from like him messing with this thing there <laughs> is a there is a folded up piece of paper and it has a note and it just it's it's really hard to read but you can kind of make out it saying like my last will and testament and then like just some really weird in illegible letters and stuff. <laughs> it's like and the fucking it. last will and testament from um uh, Ron Swanson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean I wonder like yes. I wonder what he even has. Like the thing that kills him will understand what it means. Yep. On on the back of the note, it has like a few diagrams of like the dragon. Like he definitely used the same piece of paper for both things. I'll uh I'll hold on to the last will and testament. Hey, Haskell. Yes. Can I push the button one more time? If you aim it away from everything, don't aim thing that could catch fire and burn the town down. <sighs> so many stipulations. Uh, right. They're all you pretty reasonable mind. there, Dwight. Right. Ah, never mind. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you saw the town painting, the people of the town painting all the buildings with the flame-resistant liquid, so... May as well yeah, test so they're all they're all cool. I want to take it to the general store. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Uh, Pascal is the only one who understands how to control this thing right now. Um yeah, he, he knows what the button does. Haskell moves the dragon around and then lets everybody push a button. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you have this guy, you have his dragon, you have a destroyed wagon that it originally was carried on. Oh, we could have used the wagon to carry his body. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, what do you... G- Gideon, Gideon throws his 
body over his shoulder. Okay. Where are you going with it? I'm back to our camp. I mean, we'll, I, I, I vote we take him and the dragon. He uses air quotes back to our camp until the morning. Maybe he'll be stirring by them. And if not, we can go into town and see if this is, you know, what these people think they've been seeing at night. And I don't know. Maybe try to find out a little bit more. I have a hard time believing he was in this alone. Oh, oh I thought this meant we could leave now. Oh, and God. you complain too much, Theron. And Theron, we very well might, but I need some more answers out of him. He was obviously holding things back from us to attack us so suddenly. <sighs> herbalist is it? I mean, I think we should pay a visit to the herbalist. Dwight, I think that's a, a good idea. You know what? What other kind of herbs do you think she has there? Think she's got like the fun ones, perhaps. You ever tried? You ever tried the herb, Gideon? <clears throat> there were certain substances that were enjoyed by the soldiers in their off time. I always uh, frowned upon it, and with the soldiers who are under my command, I, I don't think it's wise to have fun. A, you know, a, we know <laughs> what a square. <laughs> Look, you just need to be on your guard when you're out on a campaign, right? So. Anything uh-huh. that, that alters your mind, it's uh-huh. you know, it's a hazard not only to yourself, but to your fellow soldiers. Uh-huh. No need to be such a stiff Gideon. Let your hair down a little. But you're, you're right. I'd, you're right. <laughs> you asked a question, and I answered it. <laughs> okay. So you guys take him back to the camp. You, I'm assuming, tie him up. Yeah, we hogtie that motherfucker. Theron watches as you hogtie this motherfucker. Haskell hogties the man. This Vasha ill. Or no, C Vasha. Sorry. That's motherfucker C Vasa. Vasha. Sai Vasa. Uh, Sai Vasa. Vasha. I don't care. Sai Vasha. He doesn't wake ever until like. Gave him a concussion. <laughs> the sun, the sun, <laughs> the sun rises. I think you killed him. <laughs> Oops. The sun rises and he's still sleeping. You guys get up and like go about your business, your morning break business, and he's still sleeping. Sorry, Gideon. You you break camp and he's laying there snoring away. (laughs) At least he's breathing. Yeah, I wish I could sleep like that. Can I go over and tap his face with my foot? (laughs) Dwight goes over and kicks him. Oh, okay. Well, there Not you go. Not hard, but just kind of like, you know, just like, hey. Haskell walks over and taps his face with, like, the toe of their foot. And then Dwight walks over and kicks him in the belly. <laughs> and he's, like, jerks forward and slams his face into Haskell's foot. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think I'd, I'd kick him in the ass. Okay, you kick him in the kick ass. Kick his ass. He, he wakes up. What are you guys doing? Why'd you kick me? You kind of deserve it. Holy shit, you're a demon! He's looking at Haskell. <laughs> Haskell rolls their eyes. I mean, Haskell's perfectly not... They're not a demon. Nice nice kid. <laughs> nice kid. Uh, what? He's like struggling against his... Why'd you guys tie me up? Why did you attack asshole. us with that damn thing? And I gesture to the dragon. I was just showing you how it worked. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. I know what that button does. So who do you work for? It's a it's a big red button. I work for myself. Like I mean, I worked for my dad while he was alive, but he's dead now. And then I work for myself. Oh, what'd you do? What? What'd your dad do for a living? What'd you help him do? Fisherman. We're we're fishmongers. 
well, you can be sleeping with the fishes if you don't start giving us some fucking answers. I already do. That's where all my fish are, at home and next to my bed. The bot kicks him again. He means he's going to kill you, and I'm not stopping him this time. Yes, actually, I'm I'm actually in accordance, too, with that. Like, you're not giving us the full the full story, and I suggest you start now, because we didn't have to spare you the first time. We certainly don't have to now. Yep, now we know how this thing works. You want to roll intimidation? Yeah, roll intimidation. It's an 11. Oh, yeah. I got a 17. Dwight kicking him in the ass is more intimidating than Gideon in his full armor, like, yelling at him. Fixing him a stare. If you want to get away from here alive, you're going to give us some more answers. Like, what? Who put you up to this? This isn't just some fucking childish whim. Oh, I'm going to go around and scare the town people and pretend to be a drag. Yeah, no. Not buying that shit. Well, I mean... Originally, it started. I'm ask voice. I need to stop doing voices. Uh, Never. Nah. I mean, originally it started as like a prank. I was just trying to have some fun, but then I was. It kind of came. I I talked to somebody in town, and they were like, "If I could keep the fire going and like maybe burn the stable down, it'd make all the 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 townspeople start spending more money on." supplies for this and so i i was like yeah sure why not i mean i'm just bored so i i was like sure let's just do that pascal so. goes to stand next to theron they're bored now uh, theron hands pascal some of their rum that he's been yeah. drinking off to the side they take a swig and hand it back this stuff's gross by the way he drinks another sip Dwight's looking at Dwight looks at theron and is like yeah yeah uh, these are for people that haven't caught me on fire today, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. What if I said I was sorry? I'd say I, I don't I believe sorry? you. It probably won't be today too much longer, Dwight. All right. Thanks, Gideon. You always know how to cheer me up. Anyway. Look, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is worth much more of our time. Perhaps the herbalist is in, in on this with him as a money-making venture. Perhaps it started out as a prank. Frankly, I don't. I don't care enough anymore. Um, How about we just kill him? I pull out a uh, pair of manacles that I have fashioned from one of my um, javelins through my um, (laughs) oath abilities. I slap them on him. (laughs) Uh, That's a sturdy set of manacles you got there. Getting in this mighty fine craftsmanship. Yes, uh, I have several more pairs, Dwight. I I don't know when I might have to use one on you if you get a little bit too out of hand. Ah, cool. Can I have a pair? Um, no. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) No. And make no mistake, if I find that a pair is missing, I'm going to know where they are, so you better use them on me. Well, he probably would have just found where you left them and was picking them up for you and not giving them back. As a favor. Of course. Precisely. Of course, Gideon, of course I would give them back to you. If mm-hmm. I found them. Thank um, you, Theron. See, Theron knows. I'm a stand-up individual. I, um, I've got morals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I want to you know, leave them hogtied, actually. But also, you know, clamp the manacles um, to his wrist behind his back. Uh, and I want to knock him out cold. For the rest of the night, if it's not already. Oh no, no we rested until morning, didn't we? Yeah, it's morning. Yeah, it's morning. Okay. He's been out all yeah. night. He's been out all night. I want to take him and his dragon into town if nobody objects. Dwight kicks him again. 
<laughs> okay. I guess so uh, guys... Haskell will steer steer the dragon. Haskell getting pretty, walks, getting pretty good with that thing. Is is that fun? It looks it kind of looks like fun. It actually is kind of fun. You want to try? Yeah, Haskell, let me drive the dragon. <laughs> Haskell, don't let him drive the dragon. Haskell, I'm not going. I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not going to have. Haskell holds the holds the controller in front of Dwight, but doesn't give it to him yet. You promise not to press the button. I promise I won't press the button. All right. I'll knock you out if you press the button. I'm going to slap some manacles on you if you press that button. (laughs) (laughs) They hand hand it over. They hand over the controller. Oh, yeah. Do you show them how to use it? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, if you don't show them how to use it, then you're going to have to roll investigation. He's also been like, Keeping an right eye on, on them, the whole so yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Dwight is now in control of the dragon. This weird parade of people walk into town. The towns broke up and moving. There's a bunch of ships taking off of the shoreline. Ah, he's standing on his general store, just kind of walking everybody with a slow smile on his face. And then he sees the four of you coming into town with, with a. Uh, the well, I'll just call him by his name, Droman with Droman and having this dragon float behind you with Dwight controlling it. Wow, what is that? It's um, my cool new dragon. What does it look what? like, Audie? Uh, it looks like a balloon, a balloon uh, that looks that like... Doesn't look like a dragon at all. Um, yes, well, this is this, this is why witnesses are, you gonna are not always to catch to be the trusted. dragon. We believe this to be the dragon, Adi. Well, no, I saw the dragon, and that ain't it. I'm Adi. This, there's, this is obviously it, Adi. Is is there a clear line to the to the coast somewhere in the village? Yeah, you can see it. Dwight, do you want to you want to fire a blast over that way? Oh, yes. So, so y'all saying I can press the button one time? Firing out out over the ocean. Yes. Okay. 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 Oh man, I've been so I'm so excited. All right. All right. Y'all, y'all, y'all ready? Lit Naya, push the button. All right. Uh, Dwight pushes the button. Pushes the button again and again and again. And then the, oh, the and no, nothing happens the third or fourth time you press the button. The first two oh, times, shit. two two, bo- two balls of flame go out, and then nothing. And you hear Drummond go, "It's it's used up all its flame balls I've put in it. it it's out of ammo." Well, where's where where you get where's where you get the ammo from? I have to make it. Adi looks at him and goes, "Drummond, you made that thing. That's awesome." <laughs> Apparently, he thought it was cool to go around scaring the town people. That for some a prank. And scared everyone into thinking there's a dragon, including idiots like you. I mean, people like you, Audie. Oh man, that's a pretty good prank. I mean, it it's it's drummed me up some money, so I'm pretty good with it, actually. No, me. it scared me to death the one night, Droman. At this point, Gladys walks up, the quote unquote mayor of the town. She looks at the four of you and this whole commotion going on, and goes, "So uh, that's that's the dragon." Yep. So, uh, since we've solved your dragon crisis, your dragon problem, uh, I believe there was a talk of a reward. Well, I offered ten gold pieces for anybody to solve this. 
Well, so, here I'm, you are. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, <clears throat> God, I'm going to get all my voices mixed in. Um, do you do you hand her the remote at this point, or do you still have Hell the remote, no. Dwight? Hell okay. no. <laughs> so she looks at Gideon and goes, so this is... And she actually pulls out a coin purse and hands you ten gold pieces and says, so this... So Droman's just been the one causing all this trouble then, huh? It seems like it. I can't I can't guarantee you they weren't working with someone, but this does seem to be the perpetrator, yes. Well, he said that he was working with someone. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything. Um Gladys Gladys nods and goes, Well, I know all of Droman's friends, so um I'm sure I can figure it out. I'm sure you can, yes. We don't really have a jail here. I guess we could just put them into community service for now. Sounds like a fine plan. Anyway. Look, he's he's one of your people. You've already given us, and I distribute three coins each to everybody else and keep one for myself. And, Who um, did you give the one copper piece you pulled off of him? No, I, 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 I actually held on to that. We okay. left that on the ground. Um, look, he's, he's one of your people. Uh, if you think you can handle this, then I'm inclined to believe you. I... You know, I just, he's obviously quite clever, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can make good use of that. Uh, well, thank you for the help. I guess we don't have to keep painting all our houses with this flame-resistant potion anymore. Uh, all right. She, like, call, like, waves down a few people and, like, you know, gives the hand across the neck, like, signal, and they, they walk away with these big gallon things of, oh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Primer. I hope I hope this serves as a resolution to your issues here, but, you know, report back to Yarway if it doesn't. I'm sure they'll send some other aid. We are not headed back to the city ourselves. Oh, you're not? Well, uh, what if we need you guys? I mean, you're like a crack team. Sorry. kind of like smirks yeah, a no. little bit. We retired, yeah, no actually. This was our last job. Yeah. It's too bad, right. though. Because this place was yeah. fun. Yeah, and you don't pay enough. <laughs> yeah, you don't pay enough either. And she nods and says, "All right, well, um, do what are you doing with the dragon, or are you are you gonna take that with you?" Uh, well, duh. No. What, Dwight? Droman, Droman, like perks up and goes, "No, that's that's mine. I can I can repurpose it to do something other yeah. than fire." You definitely don't get to keep this thing, Droman. <laughs> like, no way. Wait, just well, I'll take it. it. I can sell it. I can sell it in my general store. I can absolutely, no, absolutely not. That's an even worse no. idea. No, over my dead body is anyone it's just destroy it. And leave. It's mine now. Dwight, you can't shoot it. it. There's no more ammo. It's, it's out useless. of fireballs. Yeah, what are you going to do with it? And it's going to slow us down. Just, <clears> just I'm going to make him make more. For his first act of community service is to make more ammunition for the dragon. I'm going to well, pop I mean, it while you're asleep. It takes me like a few days to make enough ammo. I usually only do like I'll three wait. shots a night. I'll wait. So you get, you're going to wait here a couple days? No. <laughs> We're bluffing. All right, all right Dwight, we you catch wait. up to us with your very slow dragon whenever you're ready. <laughs> It'll dragon that, worth it. The dragon's movement that is 15 feet per round. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Dwight just hooks it onto his horse with a, a string and pulls it behind. How heavy? Um, how heavy is it to like pick up? Is this like a? Is it like kind of like a zeppelin? 
Uh, yeah, you guys haven't deflated it yet, so you don't really know how heavy it is. But it's like made of metal and wood, and then like, so it looks like it would actually be pretty heavy. Canvas, probably. Yeah, some good canvas. It it's got this like it almost looks like it's got this box shape, and then a balloon inside the box blows up, and everything else unfolds around that. Hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to celebrate with a drink? First round's on Gideon. I'm just kidding. Sure, as long as it's on the road. I I got the first. I got the first round. I mean, there's nowhere here to get a drink. We'd have to go into Audie's store to get something. Oh, yeah. You're all holding. Yeah, you want to come over here and get some moonshine from me? Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's just leave and and find a drink somewhere else. Gladys, where's the next? you know, bigger town or city that's not Yaraway. She looks at you and goes, there, there's not much along this coastline. If you keep, if you head, I mean, other than Yaraway, which is north, if you head west, you could maybe get, I mean, there's little villages and little towns all along this coastline, but there's no other cities over here. You'd have to get past the, uh, go past the Commonwealth's army and then, I think there's cities on the other side of the mountain range. That's that's where the forward general was. Yes, that is the direction I would like to head. If if she can give us clear directions to head that way, just head due west. <laughs> Follow the coastline. You can't miss them. Anybody opposed? Uh, yeah, no. Let's get the hell out of here. If I have to hear quicker, the better. Dwight Eldritch blast the dragon. Look, I was about to warhammer smash. If no, nobody was gonna. Yeah. Take any action against it. I would like. I would like to smash the controller underneath my, my my boot. Dwight keeps the controller. It's just like. Mm. So you're going to Eldritch blast the dragon itself, but keep the con- the remote. Yeah. What are you a hoarder or something? <clears throat> I mean, it's for to remember all the good times we had. So yes. <laughs> to remember the good times, and then Dwight's just like. Meh. And he just throws a controller over his shoulder. He's like, meh. Pieces of, of metal and wood rain down all over the town after you Eldritch, Eldritch blast it. Oh, um, gl- Gladys, one more thing before we leave. I, I hand her his last will and testament. Like, is it just scribbles that I, I that aren't legible, or does it look like code? It It's just not legible. It looks like he, like, there's a letter here and a letter there. This belongs to him. You can You can give it back to him after you feel like he's served his time. She looks at it and goes, I can't, I can't make out any of this. Yeah, I don't think it's actually very useful as a legal document, but well, it's, it Drummond, is. You, <laughs> Drummond, you need to work on your penmanship. Well, I mean, I, I tried the best he's, I could. Oh, he's over here building dragons and, and, and can't write a will, I mean. Yeah, he's got, he's got his priorities in other areas, I reckon. Yeah, Goodbye. So you guys move out of town. It's early in the day and you start moving west. Um, ow! I get claws in my toes. Get out of here. <sighs> Do you guys want to check out the herb shop before we go? No, thanks. What kind of herbs, what kind of herbs they got? Aaron, Have fun. Aaron, you could use, Aaron, you could use some herb. Seriously. You could use some relaxing things. Thank you. You could definitely use some herb. I'm going to pop by the herbal shop real quick. and uh, we'll, be, we'll be at camp getting our, getting our things together. I'll, All right. Uh, you, you can meet us there. We're we're not Actually, doing that scene. You Dwight comes back from the, the to the camp with 
herbs, and then you guys strike camp and leave. Uh, <laughs> Dwight's smoking a doobie. Yes, Dwight is smoking some good herbs. Yeah, what are you nerds doing? Dwight hands the his doobie to Haskell. So Haskell, you want you want to take? They'll take a drag and give it back. All right, Haskell, I knew you were cool. I knew you weren't a cop. I knew you weren't a cop. How <laughs> I many not a cop references will we make? Um, so you're going to head west until you kind of get somewhere, basically, is what we're going to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Into the setting sun. Uh, this is the end of the adventure. Good run. Make some new characters. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> finally. Brett's so tired of being Theron. Um, yeah, it's been like four sessions. God. So you head west. It's you've got these horses that you rented from Yarway. We didn't forget them this time. Rented is them. such a strong term. Did we not buy them? Because we are not going to return these horses. Um, you no. Gideon bought them because he said Did he knew he? we weren't coming back. Yeah, he said he knew okay. we weren't going to return them, and that he wouldn't want to steal them. Yeah, so you travel for, we're going to say, like, three or four days westward. You pass by a couple small towns similar to this one. They're all coastal towns with, you know, one shop each. And and then you're getting closer and closer to the mountains. And you see where the coast, you can actually, you come over, like, a, a hill. And you see the coastline where it meets the bottom of the mountains. And there is a large encampment of soldiers and troops just all over the place. They're spread out a few miles wide, basically blocking this way. There's there's a road that goes through here and they have a a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a stopping point where they, they check wagons and they check people going <laughs> like through a checkpoint. Like a checkpoint? Yeah, it's like a checkpoint. I think you mean checkpoint. So it's like a checkmate. Um, Good news is, too, if we die, this is where we respawn. I think it's somewhat like a thicket, uh, but with soldiers <laughs> instead of trees. <laughs> it's called a throng. So you guys can head down into this camp. Um, like, I'm not going to. They're not trying to s- stop people from flowing through. They're just checking everything as they go through. Do you guys just kind of ride straight up to this? Yeah, I mean, I. I I'd say I I'm, guess. At, I'm at the head. Gideon's at the head of the party. Uh, well, Gideon, this is your uh, this is your area of expertise. You know any of these guys? What about that guy? You know that guy? Uh, yes, that's uh, that's Stewart over there. He perks his head up. Someone say my name. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Stewart. Oh, oh, hey, Gideon. How are you doing? I didn't realize you were on Vindowin. Yeah, yeah, just just kicking around over here. I'm actually looking for General Cole. Is 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 he in the camp somewhere? Uh, General Cole's uh, that way. He points to like the other side of the uh, the uh, uh, what's it called again? It's the the check mark. Um, roadblock. Roadblock. There we go. That works. Uh, <laughs> you you see that giant tent over there? That's where he is. You want you want to go talk to him? Yeah, I I might poke my head in there. Thanks, Stuart. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're doing yeah, well. Yeah, good to see you too. Stuart like turns to one of his soldiers and goes, "Man, I I I served under that guy like ten years ago. He's a dickhead. He's, he's such an uptight asshole." Uh, 
I don't know. He seemed all right. He was well. He remembered you. He told you it was nice to see you. I don't know. He, he seemed all right to me. Well, I guess you're right. I just and then it fades off into the background. Um. I, I need that voice more, <laughs> more often. Well, I'm always Cart- happy to pop pipe in with the NPC voice when I need to. Carson's gonna take over my NPC voices. Um, it's just all gonna <laughs> be that. I live in Georgia, so I hear that voice too much already. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! You can't pop out to the Wally World without hearing at least ten people who sound exactly like this. <laughs> It's actually Carson's real voice. Everything else he just fakes. Um, is, yeah, is. y'all just hear my podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God damn it. Okay, uh, you guys go to the checkpoint. They just uh, they see Gideon's armor and they the sigil and they wave you through without even like really checking anything. They they do give Gideon. They give you a little bit of an escort to get to. General Cole's tent. As we approach it, I'm, anyone who wants to to stay out here, and uh, not everybody has to come inside if they don't want to. I'll go. Oh, I'm with you, Gideon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Haskell be the awkward General one Cole. staying outside. Haskell will stay like half in, half out, like in the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get to the tent, and over the doorway is a sign that says. General, General Cole, comma, slaw. Um, and then you step into the doorway and there's a dozen soldiers and they're, they're standing around a table kind of doing military speak. And they look up as you enter. Hello. He looks at you guys. Surprised. Gideon strides forward confidently. Like, I don't know if he's like at a desk or if he's got. He's standing at a table that has like a map of this area in it, you know, like all military camps have. And he stops, you know, three feet away with his arms uh, folded behind his, you know, behind his back. He takes um, you in and seems a little surprised, straightens up. Uh, who might you be? Theron's going to copy Gideon's body language and walk around the tent in a circle and act like he's inspecting everyone. But really, I'm looking around to see if there's anything good in the tent that I can pick up. I was going to say, how how tightly packed is this? I was about to say, before we walked in, it's going to be like walking around, just looking at all, just looking around at everything. I tried <laughs> so, so politely to minimize the chances of this happening. <laughs> so there's a dozen soldiers in this tent and General Cole. So there's technically a baker's dozen. Um, not a Brax's dozen. There is a large, we'll call it a dining room table in the center of the tent, and that is where General Cole and about six other what looks to be high-ranking members are standing around, and then the other six are all aide-de-camps who are kind of standing back, keeping notes. It's it's not easy to circle this tent. It's not a It's not a small tent, but it is kind of packed with this many people in it. So I would say one of you could walk around, but if all three of you do, it will get really awkward really quickly. No, no. Haskell's still by the door. Are there any soldiers by the door? Uh, There's two soldiers outside of the door, but not right up against it inside. Your features are distinguishable even with your hood up, like to some extent, I I imagine. Uh, You're standing close, yeah. 
I would say nobody's quite close enough because you have the like you have a cowed hood that kind of comes over the face. Correct. So Assassin's Creed style. Mm-hmm. So well, maybe not. They wouldn't maybe be able to make point. out features. They might see a little bit of the skin color, which I believe is a off normal human. It's uh gray. Yeah, so they might see a little bit of that. Um, the tail is what belted around you, like we kind of discussed before. Correct. Okay. Pascal uses their tail to keep their pants up. Um, <laughs> it's smart. Um, so Haskell stands at the door. Gideon walks up to the guy. Theron starts wandering around the tent, kind of looking like he's inspecting things. Dwight, what are you doing? Are you going to wander the tent, or are you going to kind of stand near Haskell? I'm wandering around the tent. Okay. I was going to say, Dwight, we could each swipe one of the pouches from the guys outside the tent. By everybody's eyes. Yeah, I mean, if they're like, they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm more like peer, you know, kind of walk around and kind of peer and see if I, you know, see any documents, try to be nosy, reading stuff. Everything, there's no other desks. Everything is on the table with these now eight people standing around it, including Gideon and Cool. Um, but it's, you said it's awkward if we're both walking around, right? It is a little bit awkward because, like, unless you're walking together, I mean, imagine a room where everybody's standing around facing inward to the table and two people just start pacing around the entire place. And, like, you have to kind of brush by a couple of the aide de comps. Um, no, excuse me. Don't, don't mind me. I'm just doing a perimeter check. All right. Well, Theron's going to roll his eyes and go over there with uh, Haskell if Dwight okay. is just going to follow me and do the same thing I'm doing. Pascal's okay. gonna um like motion their head towards the guards behind us. Cause like I'm assuming we're standing in the doorway facing inward, like back against the tarp, and like yes. we can just like use our hand real quick to grab the pouch on the guards outside. Yeah, reach through the flap and undo their belts or whatever, tie their shoelaces. Um yeah. does Theron want to do that? Always, Haskell. Okay. Always. Signaling in thieves can't like your little sign language thieves can't. Um, mm-hmm. Dwight, make an investigation roll. Theron and Haskell make sleight of hand rolls. Gideon, what are you saying to General Cole? General Cole, I assume. The 20. 27. <laughs> uh, so Haskell yeah. and Theron. So, yeah, geez. Sorry, Carson. I was not expecting that. Um, so Dwight walks around and doesn't really see anything. Theron and Haskell, you both get a belt, uh, a bag of like 10 gold pieces a piece um, off of these guys' belts. Such a great right. roll wasted on gold. I know, right? Gideon, you're seen. Go. Sorry. General Cole, I assume. Yes. And you are the former General Morningstar, uh, Gideon. You've. I, I, I was oh, managing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been managing oh, loophole for a number star. of years. There's not an easy way to uh, to say this. It's going to cause you no small amount of headache, I know. But um, well, the uh, General Tarver has been uh, well. A bounty was put out on him by the Commonwealth, and they sent me here to deal with it. And well, he's been dealt with. Mm. Yes, I received a letter the other day about this saying that I needed to get back to Yarway since I'm the only general anymore. I, I apologize uh, for making your life more difficult. We're actually just passing through on our way to the western part of the continent, but since we were passing through your encampment, I, I 
thought it uh, wise for me to stop in and, and say these things to you in person. I'm responsible for no small amount of uh, work that you're going, I'm going to have to, to do. So well, while sounds... I was... <coughs> go ahead. No, you. <laughs> no, you, no, you, um, no, you, he, he's standing with his oh, hands they're behind so his polite. back. Um, <laughs> he, he goes, hi, it feels like it's more general Tarber's far fault that I have all this work to do now. You're heading west, you say. Yes, no particular um, destination in mind. I, I learned something. Gen- General Tarber was working with someone, and I'm afraid there may be an effort to undermine the Commonwealth. He nods. Yes, that seems to be the case, possibly. If you are heading west, then you are heading into the land of our enemies. I would appreciate it greatly if you would send back information. And then he looks at like your your three companions and goes, "I assume everyone with you is trustworthy." Of course we are. Uh, uh okay. Me... Of course, of course. Darren, Darren just eyes Haskell and doesn't doesn't answer. Two out of three of them are trustworthy at any given time. <laughs> Haskell winks at. General Cole nods. That's how I, it's hard to explain. Yes, it's hard to explain how we've come to this here, but we've been in a number of scrapes already together, and, yes, and we, well, we've become fast friends. I trust two out of three of them in, to have my back, and if we get into a scrape, and I trust two out of three of them to uh, carry themselves with some amount of dignity when we're out in public, and that's about where we stand. <laughs> Well, you can't always choose your companions. No, but even still, I I feel I've found three good ones. Not two out of three. Oh, Gideon, you're making me blush. I will trust you and your choices. I know about your your record and your history, and I am sad to see you retired as you are. I guess it will come to all of us one day. Yes, well... I feel there's still plenty of good I can do. Um, yes. And frankly, I'm, I'm excited to see what lies out there for me without being as bound by duty as I have been. There's, well, there's a lot of joy and freedom. Um, I, I hope someday you get to experience it for yourself, uh, though perhaps not too soon. I know the people of Vindowin are going to need you, but um, is there anything we need to know before we head west? Um, if not, then we'll just be on our way. Are you planning on going by ship, or are you planning on taking the the road by the mountains? Uh, I mean, is there a ship we can catch? There's a a village not too only about a half day's ride from here that takes small boats. I mean, I'm I'm not at all accustomed to Vindowin. I. We don't have a destination in mind, perhaps somewhere a bit more metropolitan for my, my comrades. They, they enjoy city life, all of them. So I was, was hoping we might, see more nice. of the, we might see more of the continent and, and get somewhere, well, a little bit more civilized. Well, I would take the road then, and it will lead you to Eleron, which is a pleasant town. I would, av- I would avoid going to Durga. That city is a is thick with other species. I'm standing right here. 
he doesn't actually look at you then. Um, kind of rude. Fush yeah. ill. But if you're going to get information for us, then Durga may be the place you want to go. That is up to you, General. I will certainly send along anything I find pertinent. I look forward to receiving your letters. He salutes you in kind of a dismissal at that point. Uh, and Gideon, you got a new pin pal. <clears throat> Seems that way. Gideon turns, uh, takes the dismissal and turns and gestures for anybody who already wasn't moving to leave the tent to join him outside. So the four of you step outside the tent. Pascal and Therence uh-huh. wave at the guards as you walk by them with their gold pouches. Um, Gives a little flirty hello. I will just leave through the, uh, you know, no, no sense in dawdling. Don't need to discuss our plans here in the camp. I say we just go ahead and leave through the, the western exit of, exit of the checkpoint. Yep. Now let's get out of here. Let's blow this popsicle stand, all these goons. So you head west for a few more hours and you come upon a little village and the road it heads to the village and then it splits a little bit north and goes toward the mountains and then but there is like a small a small boat that is set up at this village that you could take for a ride if you wanted to so you can either go the road or the the sea so i those of you who are were near enough uh you you heard what our two options are here i suspect the three of you might be more at home in durga um and i'm i'm certainly willing to head that direction um but i can't help but feel like we're a ship without a rudder at the moment i it would it would aid me in knowing what what each of you are are adventuring for and being able to make decisions about where we go next if if you'd be willing to share that with me <clears throat> well, Gideon, I'm just kind of alone for the ride here, bud. I'm going wherever the wind takes me and just chasing the coin for as long as I can remember. Have you ever been to Vindowin before, Dwight? Uh, I'm not really familiar with it. Oskel, regrettably, I don't know much about any of you. And, you know, we you, you followed my whims and what was chasing down potentially a, a dragon and that's incredibly dangerous work. I just, I, I'm remiss to drag you along into any more danger that, that you're not seeking and Gideon is definitely looking at Theron when he says that. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I guess we haven't really ever talked to each other. About uh, I mean, we, we were sitting ourselves. here all of us with a simple task. Well, I, um, I have something in mind that I want to do. Uh, I don't know if y'all really want to get into it. <laughs> well, uh, well, shoot, what you, what you got, Haskell? Gideon, do you know anything about the portal crystals? Do I need to roll Arcana or roll history? history? Yeah, roll history. They're both Could intelligence, I and I'm not the... proficient. In right. Yeah, any of you can roll history on this. I'm going to roll history. Well, Theron, you kind of already... No, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's anything. true. We've already done this. Yeah, Ooh, that's a crit that. fail, Gideon. He knows nothing. Um, I got a fifteen. What's a crystal? Fifteen for Dwight. <laughs> a one for Gideon. Um, oh. is a straight. I, I'm not even sure I know what planes are. What? <laughs> What's a portal? Dwight, you would know what a portal crystal is. Uh. They used to be used to teleport people across worlds into other planes, that type of thing. Um, no, Hoskell, I don't, I don't, I can't say I've ever heard of them. 
I want to find out how we can get back to traveling to other worlds, to other planes. Uh, this is table talk. I at this point, I mean, are you are you being open with the party about your origin, your background? What would, would um, Gideon? They will be open. So far, they're on that nose. Okay. Um, if I don't mean to pry, but what what interest do you have in trying to travel between worlds? Oh, I think they just want to experience it. You know, everyone's been no, curious about it, it for a while. It does sound quite fantastical as as far as goals go. I'd say that's uh that, that's a that's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. So Haskell, like, uh, so like. What's your interest in in traveling between other worlds? I mean, because I'm like I I know you know I know of portal crystals and and the way they work. But oh yes, do you know they explode every time you try to use one? Yeah, you would. And that they don't work. <clears throat> well, I've never actually used one myself, so I'm not entirely sure. But Theron already knows we've had a discussion. I am from hell, and I don't Are... expect you guys to believe it. I, I wouldn't. I have no reason to question you on that, Haskell. And I want to find a way back. Really? Really? You want to go back to hell? I have people there. I have tieflings. Gideon's <laughs> listening tieflings? intently. Tieflings? Tieflings. Um, Haskell looks around us. Or are we just like... You're outside of this town that you've come to. There's nobody around. You're kind of like sitting on an like an overlook where you're looking down upon this town and looking toward the mountains. So the four of you are just alone at this point. Okay. Haskell rummages through there, pulls out a portal and hands it to Gideon. Oh. Oh, shit. Um, careful now, with that. Oh, careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, don't go trying to use that. <laughs> um, yeah, don't give that thing to me. I've found yeah. a couple and well, give it to Dwight. Do not give it to Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> what does this um, thing do? What does this button do? <laughs> Askel's gonna smack Dwight's hand so fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not. There's there's no way in hell. I'm stuck in hell. No thank no you. way. Gideon gently takes the portal crystal and, and examines it. Well, um, I mean, would I know about different planes existing? Would I, would I, would Gideon know that simple fact about the universe? I mean, you are a paladin who at least has some sort of belief in God. So there would be belief of the, the, uh, the astral planes and like the different levels of that, the magical, you know, like that type of thing, the ethereal plane. So you'd probably believe in that, yes. Maybe not in other worlds per se, but at least, yeah, the other planes of existence would make sense to you. Oh, well, I, <clears throat> that is quite the story. And I've certainly never met or heard of someone traveling from another plane. But, Oscal, if I can do anything to, to aid you in getting back home, you have. Yeah, you, you need only ask. Thank you. I'm, I don't not hear. It just happened. And the last time I encountered a portal crystal, I uh, tried to take <laughs> it and <laughs> now I'm on the run. So, yeah, um, I don't know where, where to even begin looking or but I know that if you try to use them, they blow up. And there was a uh, 
secret order called the Rising Fist. And I think they have something to do with the portal crystals and the Rising itself. But that's all I got. I have no more information to give you. So were they like, were they in hell or, or here? Here. Yeah, and make a history check for <laughs> me. Kelstar. So did so did they like did they bring you here? Or, like how'd you how'd you run into them? Like how do you how do you find out about these cats? I did a job for for them, I believe. I'm rolling so poorly. Another one. Did you hear me say with advantage? Because you do have advantage. I, I thought Brett. I thought Brett said no. that as a suggestion. That's a thirteen. Okay, that's that's fine. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Do I want this to be... I'm going to send something to your whispers. The rest of you guys can keep talking or doing whatever you're doing. I don't really pay attention to it when I'm not talking. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, uh, like, where'd you, where'd you... Do you know how these things work? Um, no. And Haskell slowly grabs the portal crystal from Gideon and puts it back so that Dwight cannot take Yeah. So how many of these things do you have? Is it just the one... Or do you have two, like, so you can, like, go and come back? Because if, if they well, explode, I, then, like, if you just won, then you'll be stuck in, you'll be stuck in hell again. No, no, no. They explode and kill you. You don't travel to hell and yes. it explodes behind oh. you. It kills you. They don't work anymore. Dwight, it seems like they're not working as they're intended to and are instead exploding. Yes. Ah. Yes, well, I have one, and then there's another one back on Kelstar with Temp. Interesting. So, you guys have a choice here, and like, despite what the general said, either of these ways will le- can lead to Durga. One of them will take you just a little mountain pass that you have to get through, and then you have to go by land up to Elrond, and then you can go to anywhere on the continent, basically, from there. Um, the other way is just taking a boat and it will sail you westward past the swamps, past all this other stuff that you both roads avoid this, like both ways avoid the swamps if you really want to, unless you want to go through swamp lands. Um, one is probably a little bit slower by land and you can experience more of the world that way. The other way is just by sea and you get to Durga. So that's going to be up to you guys which route you want to take. Do we want to get to Durga real fast? I mean, the last swamp. Yes, the quick way. I'm honestly fine with that. I'm sorry, Theron. What was that? Uh, I prefer the quickest way. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds good to me too. Through the swamps, I guess it is then. On the boat. No, not through the swamp. Not the swamps. (laughs) Okay. Wait, the swamp is the fast way. I don't know if I want to do the fast way anymore. You're sailing the coastline south of the swamps. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. A random passerby is telling you this as you have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, if you go, mind your own business. If you go the mountain pass, you can go to Elrond. It's a real nice city. Has some real nice people and everything there. Uh, but yeah, if you take the boat, you can just land straight at Durga. It's yeah, it's all right. It's a big city. Uh, Nobody asked you. Get out of oh, here. sorry. Yeah. Bye. Um, see people these days. All right. So you guys want to take the boat? Yeah. Yeah. You take the boat, a huge swar- a huge storm hits suddenly, and you guys are tossed back and forth until the ship runs aground and you're all sudden in the swamps. No, I'm not going to do that to you. Lovely. No. <laughs> I thought about it. I really did. Um, Theron was going to throw such a tantrum. 
All right, get on my shoulders, Theron. That way you don't have to get dirty. <laughs> okay. Piggyback. He just starts Theron on his shoulders. God, God like, on your shoulders, Haskell. Haskell will slap Dwight. <laughs> Why don't you just shape change into me and give Haskell a ride? <laughs> well, what do you mean, shape change? Mm-hmm. All right, close out of that, close out of that. Get- so, like, six-year-old Carson had a fixation on watching digital clocks watching the time change to see if uh, to understand the magic of it. And I know that sounds really dumb, but I don't care. <laughs> and that's kind of where Gideon's at with Dwight's ability to change his form <laughs> is he really wants to watch it take place to see if he can understand it. You sail along the coastline. You can see the, the fjords that are coming out of the swamplands, all this water flowing into the ocean. And you travel westward for a few days on this small little boat. Then you come across a... You you see it on like the fourth or fifth morning, we'll say. A massive city all of a sudden just appears on the shoreline. And you can see it's right on the edge of the swamplands. So I'm assuming we kind of just did the same. Well, I guess it's a smaller boat than we were on before. We're probably just kind of sitting and and chilling. There's probably not a whole lot of room for us to spread out. It's a tiny boat. You guys only can sleep on hammocks. And it's like one room where you Mm -hmm. guys have to like take shifts with the small. There's only like six or seven crew members that are on this boat. It's like a I don't I want to say a a what is it? A a schooner? I don't know. Some a small boat. Schooner, schooner. schooner. Yeah, I feel like schooners. Yeah, I, I might be completely wrong. I actually sounds right to me. I saved a bunch of like ship sizes and stuff, but I don't have that pulled up. And so yeah, you guys are kind of close and stuck, and suddenly the city just pops up in your view, and it's the boat like turns inward along this one set of like, swamp river, I'll say, and pulls up to a dock. And the the land around it as you disembark is it's soft peat and it's like people are working the shoreline and trying to figure out how to say this. Um, not my strong suit with ADHD. Um, so <laughs> rather just speak and speak and speak. Uh, the area you're in isn't like heavily occupied. There's not a lot of buildings. It seems like everything that's built here is built into this swampy grassland. But you can see a hundred yards or so away that houses start being built on more of a, a dry land. It's like the marshland finally dries up and it turns into an actual area of land. And I post the picture of oh, the, finally. the city on the on the uh, the audio chat. It's a massive rolling city from where you there she is from where you are. You can't see much of it. You just see shacks and stuff along this outer edge, but you can see back giant coliseums and a huge temple that seems to be built straight up into the sky. There's little towers here and there that you can spot from a distance that have shining blue and like golden roofs that are sporadically through this town, but there's not like there's no clear way of getting to anywhere to know what you're looking for. Just like you're going to have to walk this crazy ass city and hope to find something basically. Jesus. Yeah. It's a pretty big city. Yes, it is. And like, like I always say, my maps are not set in stone. Basically you can find anything anywhere, depending on just what you want to do. I mean, the big, the big, big buildings are kind of set in stone a little bit more than anything else. 
do we want to go ahead and like have our find an in and get settled scenes so the next time we jump off we can start exploring soon? yeah I, I think that's a good idea i think uh, i'm tr- i need to get better at describing shit you guys walk into the city and you walk a few city blocks basically looking for something anything that like that isn't just houses and like little storefronts and you come across like a an area that's where do we hmm. dock do we dock along this this southeastern yes like okay yep there's a southeastern shoreline that's like kind of going into the marshlands that you dock upon um a little bit further like right in the middle there and you seem to have a knack for uh uh, finding finding the best spots in the city. Do you want to take the lead on that? Yes, of course. Theron, why don't you make an investigation roll? With advantage, right? Since I'm Theron. <laughs> since Haskell is helping, it can be... And I'm with, looking for a bar. With it, <laughs> Since Haskell is helping and you're looking for a bar, Theron can have advantage on this roll. Since it's Theron looking for a bar, I get advantage. Perfect. <laughs> can I look for Thieves Can't anywhere Woo! if I see it? Yep, roll perception. So it was an 8 and then a 21. Hell yeah. You said perception? Yeah, roll perception. Hmm. 14. So, Haskell, you see little markers here and there on shops. The normal, like, this place is an easy pick. And, like, you see a lot of markings, but none of them are, like, Thieves Guild this way. Um, Yeah. But it is, like, giving you kind of an idea, like, oh, there's a... You know, this one's an easy pick. This person will buy stolen goods, this type of thing. Um, Theron, gotcha. you're looking around and you get this sixth sense. Aha, I know where we're going. And you head toward a what looks to be like. Can you describe what like the, the atmosphere of the city, the people we're passing oh, yeah. and everything as we're walking through the street? Yep, 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 yep. It is crowded and busy. People are moving to and fro. There's street vendors selling wares almost on every street that you go by there's food stands and food trucks moving this way and that way um given our proximity to like marshes is it like is it like humid is it swampy they like hot it's not like this this world isn't hot overall to begin with i would say it's a little bit humid but it's actually kind of a colder day because it's also springtime so you're looking at cold but humid. It's a little bit almost like there's a uh, like a mist in the air. Like it's a little bit misty. It's a little moist everywhere you go. You're you're walking around for a Ew. while, and your your skin is like just lightly wet, and your clothes are just a little bit damp from how wet it is. As you move into the city, it kind of gets a little bit drier, of course, and you you're seeing all types of all races. There's humans, there's elves, there's dwarves, there's tritons, there's... You see a goliath walking by. Um, a group of fear bogs are buying from a vendor that looks to be a um, leonin, like a lion person. I, I think Gideon's hackles are up a little bit. This is astonishing. He's, he's never been in an environment that is this diverse. He... He knows he's out of his element here. Yeah, you see... Now this, this is what Vinduin is supposed to be like. This is what I had heard. You see a group of lizard folk going by in, like, loincloths, and they're, like, they're obviously hunters carrying a bunch of what looks to be 
swamp animals. And there are a cockra flying overhead and like ducking down onto a street and walking over to a vendor. Oh, this this will be good. Theron passes by what looks to be like a few nice inns. Like he's like, oh, these just look too nice. And you get more into the center of the city. You've been walking for like an hour now and you just keep bugging Theron about, okay, there's bars here and there. But Theron's like, no, this isn't right. No, I know the place. I'll know it when I see it. Um, Gideon, as you and just, I mean, everybody, but especially Gideon, you look up at one point and you see two bronze dragons circling the city. Eyes are enormous. I think he probably calls the party's attention to it. Yeah, there you point up at these dragons and then as you look down. Oh, wow. You look across the street from where you are and there is a weaver shop and they're selling clothing and su- such like that. And in the window is a about a hound sized dragon talking to a few people and they exchange money and the dragon pulls out a few things off a rack and hands them some clothing. And you're spotting pseudo dragons flying around and flitting to people here and there and just traveling. I mean, it's it's a bustling activity of all races and all types. And people are I, treating I, the I, dragons and pseudo dragons just totally normal, right? Yeah, they, there's no surprise. Like, it's not an incredible sight. No, like the bug, the group. <clears throat> Where's the pseudo dragon? They're flying all over the place. There's pseudo dragons left and right. There's people walking with them on. There's there's like a person walking with one on their shoulder and they're like stroking it and its tails wrapped around their neck lately. And it just looks like it's enjoying the strokes. Um, the band, not the not the pets. Yeah, that's what I was. Um, I, I mean, it was the first thing. On my there's mind. a headset. <laughs> they have headphones on. Um, <laughs> the dragon is wearing a strokes T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and. You finally you're you're led through the city, Theron leading the way for some reason, sniffing out the best place in town. And you come upon a like a five story tall building that is like it has a huge front like the it's five stories tall in the front. And you look around the sides and it like lowers down and then rises again on the backside. And it seems to have an open courtyard in the center from where you're standing, you can almost see through some of the parts of the building. And Theron goes, ah, this is it. And then, because I'm just going to be Theron from now on, just so you know. Um, <laughs> Less work for me. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't mind. I'm just going to mute myself for a minute. Easily, the uh, <laughs> first 30 minutes of every session are not going to be a ride playing Theron until Brett can join us. The sign is the three vampires, and it shows three sets of fangs around what I what could be loosely called a neck of some sort, but it's it's hard to tell. The carving isn't that great. The building looks a little bit a little bit shanty, a little bit slanted, like it might not be made that well. But when you walk inside, Theron, oh, as there it is, it's just right. Yeah, as Theron leads you inside, you you step in, and there's just a ton of people in here of all races, of all types. There's a Goliath in the corner tossing darts with a halfling. There's all sorts of people. Does he have like lawn dart sized darts? Oh, yes. It, it, he, no, the Goliath has like regular sized darts, which look tiny as hand, but the, they look huge for the halfling. They must look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they each look 
ridiculous with the darts in their hands in inverse ways. Yes, it looks like the Goliath is throwing safety pins. Yeah, it looks like he's throwing safety pins. Well, it looks like the halfling is throwing lawn darts, but it's actually the same size. It's just a weird matter of perspective. <laughs> Who's winning? Uh, make a halfling. Make a perception roll. I knew I was going to roll something dumb for that. <laughs> Scale El Farron lightly and is like, I could get it's a 19. This place. 19. You can tell that the, the Goliath yeah, you know, is, find the best place. The Goliath is winning. You can tell this because <laughs> oh, are, whenever the Goliath hits the board, his dart goes in a lot further and leaves like a large indent. And there's a lot more of these large indents right in the center. I, I think Gideon uh, just pans across the, his three companions to see what they think of this place. Like, just just look at them to see if they're feeling at ease or... Theron's in heaven. Haskell is with Theron. As in... In heaven. And they are also in heaven. <laughs> they start cussing up the uh, storm because they they want to be in hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if are we are we near enough that I could that Gideon could holler across the room and say I've got next to whichever of the two wins. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the the Goliath nod like looks at you and goes that will be against me then. As he throws another dart toward the center of the board, and the halfling just rolls their eyes. Um, uh, Gideon's still letting Theron take the lead for the party while we're in here, though. Oh, Theron's drinking wine at the bar. <laughs> Theron's at the bar already. <laughs> the the bar <laughs> the bartender is standing, talking to Theron, getting his order and everything. As uh, two other bartenders are also around, getting orders and picking up, you know what getting orders from the kitchen, taking food out. Um, they all have a similar look. They all are extremely, like, a very dark brown skin. They look fairly human, but almost like they're made a little bit of dirt. And as they move, sometimes a little bit of dust comes from their joints. And they take very sturdy steps, every single step, looking like like they almost fit into the earth every time they do it. Um, these are Earth Genasi. Huh. Um, well, that's fun. I'm just going to start describing every single race that I know from D&D, and then they're just going to be all over the place. Uh, <laughs> as long as they can pour wine into a glass, they're in Laxum. Yeah, they have their glasses aren't glasses. They're they're clay cups, and they have clay pitchers, and that's what they pour everything out of is this clay that they obviously sh- shape themselves. Gideon's going to sit at the bar and, and order a beer or an ale or a meat or what have you. Oh, look at you lightening up. I mean, um, it's not like it's the first time you've seen Gideon drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still. Well, uh, when, when in Rome, right? Or whatever our equivalent in this world of Rome would be. <laughs> <laughs> what an odd thing to say. You're a strange one, Gideon. What's when Rome? <laughs> Yes, Gideon. When in Durga. When in Durga. We are. Continue. Rome is this tiny little hamlet that's right outside of Loophole. Uh, do right as now. the Durgans do? I, I don't know. Do as the Durgans. The saying is so stupid. It would never catch on. In slash bar. What was that? This is a combination in slash bar question mark. Yes. Checking all the boxes. The bartender 
uh, looks at you and goes, now what do I want his voice to be? That's really annoying and I'll hate doing next week, next time. Do Carson's last one. Break me off a piece of that, Carson. Don't really do it, please. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. How are we doing today? Well, how are you doing, buddy? I think I'm going to just slip into it audio. It looks like y'all spent some time on the road. Do y'all need a room for the night? Why did I suggest it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I really am all worst enemy. Oh, that's probably the first time you've ever said that. Yeah, <laughs> Jackie, I have yes. your I have your volume raised <laughs> up a little bit while everybody else is is down by like ten percent. Just so you know, which is I a good know. thing because I can't do this voice quietly. It's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> 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 Oh, all right. That's it for the night. Do you guys need a room? Yeah, here's some gold. Oh, here's a room. <laughs> oh, God. Love it. All right. All right. All right. We're done. <laughs> okay. Do uh, do Theron and Haskell get to do side side stories again? <laughs> um. Hell yeah, we're in Durga. Um. Yeah, I'll... I don't... I'm trying to decide if there would be a bounty board. I think there's going to be like a community board. But I don't think there'd yeah, there's be a jobs board somewhere. Yeah, jobs board. I'm not sure if there would be a bounty bounty board. And we can do we can do dream team part two or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, we got to uh, we got to find the thieves guild here, yeah, though. Yeah, we got to we got to let um, Firefox know we're here. Yeah. Pascal's going to become the gray fox eventually. And <laughs> Theron's going to be their hot man. Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Firefox is a code sorry, name. I'm assuming their references. actual name is Mozzie, which is short for Mozilla. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's actually their their full name is Firefox and Foxfire Mozilla Fisher. Um They're twins and so they're Firefox and Foxfire. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll do a community board or something and but that um that may be the most efficiently we have ever traveled. We covered a lot of ground tonight. We would have had a lot of a. Well, well, I'm not, not going to say that because I don't well, want to. had a fast travel. Yeah, it was a fast travel. I, I'm trying to do a. Like, I almost did a random encounter in the middle of that, but I was like, you know what? I kind of want to just get. Like, if they're going to go the city route, then I want them to get to the city more than anything else right now. I want that to be the stopping mm-hmm. point. If you had gone yeah, the. It's wise because. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you had gone the other we route, we got there here was... for another thirty or forty minutes. Yeah, well, the other route you would have, we would have also been calling it about the same time. I had a plan for that as well, but you guys ruined that, and I had to close out of all those tabs, and now you guys won't get the treasure that I had <laughs> hidden at a special point on that route. But you know, whatever. It's fine. I'm I'm totally ignorant of the fact that, that treasure even exists. So the treasure. No, is the we wouldn't have we found, found it anyway. The way. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Get off of here. I'm going to bed. That's it. That's all, folks. Me too. You can't make me get off. I I can. I don't don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I just disconnected him. (laughs) For tonight's episode... Of adventuring dimwits and hyperactive dragons our intro and outro music was provided by parker another player of ours as always our players are carson who plays gideon our paladin brett who plays theron our rogue jackie who plays haskell our better rogue 
and Blake, who plays Dwight, our warlock. And I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you next time.